to the Tiffany Micah podcast. Well, here we are. We've come up for another daily tiff and this is the episodes that I shared throughout the week. So what we looked at was how to start a Monday and how to start yourself up on a Monday. So I share with you how you can get firing on a Monday because I know some of us find Mondays quite difficult um, to start the week because... you know, some of us actually don't want to start the week on a Monday because of work or so we're doing something we don't really like. But I share with you a way in which um, to help you get started on a Monday and I share with you what, you know, what I do and also what struggles I have had also with starting on a Monday and what happens because I lose momentum uh, because I have Sundays off and so on, but, so I lose momentum and, and how to kickstart and get going. So um, so have a listen to that. Um, then I shared with you making the most of your time, so how productive you could be, and we worked through actually where you can create time in your day and how you can value your time more so that you're really getting the things that you want to get done Um so you can achieve what it is that you need to achieve because we always can run around and complain that we don't have enough time, we don't have enough time. Well, you know what we do, it's just that we've got to make sure we structure it better. So I share with you how, how we do that. Now this one, this one's my favourite, is mastering the basics. So it's all about getting those basics right first and if you get your basics right and if you get the fundamentals in place then you're really going to achieve what you want to achieve. And if you actually look at the um, the athletes in the world, or the you know the successful business people in the world, have a look at their what they do. They all they're all talking. They all work on getting their their fundamentals in place and and mastering the basics. So I share with you how on how you can do that and how you can work on. Um, mastering the basics and we look at we look at your health we look at your fitness and we look at your mindset on what you can do there and then this one actually has been quite a big hit is stop criticizing yourself I've received a lot of feedback from that and how people are very critical of themselves I get it because I was too especially growing up and so on I'm not now because I know how to manage me but um really interesting things that come up and it comes up in sport and it comes up in life and it comes up in um, anything. Like if you're going to be critical of yourself in one thing, you're going to be critical of yourself in everything. So I look at, um, I share with you what actually happened through uh, with particular people I've worked with when they've been very critical of themselves and what goes on and then how we can then you know, become more aware on how we can work on improving ourselves so that we're actually not being so self-critical and so that we're actually taking action and improving ourselves and moving forward. So have a listen to, to those episodes. So keep doing whatever it is that you're doing and um, I'll see you and speak to you at the end of this episode. Morning and welcome to Monday. What an awesome way to start the week. We're back to the Monday. So this is really exciting because what I want to do today is talk to you about Mondays and how to start Mondays. And my question to you is, do you find Mondays the hardest day to get started for the week? Or do you find Mondays generally quite difficult to get started? And I do. And um, you may feel the same as me, but I find Mondays quite a challenge to get started and that's simply because I've actually had some downtime the day before I've taken Sunday off. And you may be the same or you may not like the start of your week for whatever reason, but 
mine's always based around the fact that I've actually taken a day off and I'll share with you why because this may apply to you um, which I'll share with you very shortly but how I structure my work week is that I work from Monday to Thursday I take Friday off then I work Saturday and then I take Sunday off. Now, because I've had Sunday off, what actually happens to me is that I've stopped the momentum that I've created throughout the previous week. And because I have that that Sunday off, um, I find that it does, it stops me from, from the, the momentum. But I need to make sure that I do take that time off and I don't keep... Um, Uh, building momentum and keep working, keep working, because what I've always found that happens to me, this may happen to you as well, but what I always find that as I hit burnout, if I do that constantly for about six weeks solid, and then I hit burnout and takes me, um, you know, two to three weeks to recover. So I, on purpose, structure in my week that I actually make sure that Sunday is a complete day off so that there's no... um, uh, time spent on work or anything, nothing to think about work, nothing because I need to make sure I give my myself mental mental rest uh, because of previous experience over the years was that I just kept working, 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 would never take time off, hit burnout, take two to three weeks to recover, work, 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 work really solidly for the next six weeks and then repeat the same thing. This went on for years, right? So I always make sure that I take the time off. But what I also find is that the momentum actually stops as well so that I actually, if I have a complete day off, I find it's difficult to start again um, the beginning of the week. Now, I take Fridays off for a couple of reasons and because I work Monday to Thursday, it requires I do spend a lot of time working on, um, uh, you know, especially Reach Potential with TIFF because I'm working on uh, growing that. It's very early stages of of that. So um, I work very solidly on that. And plus I still teach golf part-time as well. So um, I'm constantly working and uh, you know, I'm training myself at the gym because I'm, you know, I'm all about longevity and making sure that I'm, you know, physically active and mentally alert and also growing and learning. So there's a lot of things that I I do not only from the working um, side of things and building the reach of potential with TIFF and also teaching golf um, and constantly training and, and growing and learning and doing courses and all of this type of thing, I find that I need to take a bit of mental downtime so I do that on a Friday because I've worked quite solidly Monday to Thursday. And then the second reason is because I have a date day with my husband. Now, we've been actually doing this since we first started dating. So we've been together for 10 years now. We've been married for just, just over seven. And if we find if we don't make this time for each other, then we tend not to spend time with each other. We don't catch up. So because, you know, at night time he's tired, I'm tired, you don't really catch up you know, and actually spend quality time. And it's about that quality time. So we make sure that the Friday, it's always been set in our diary. It's a, it's a permanent thing that we always have a, a date day on, on the Friday. So it's really good to, to do that as well. So that's another reason why I have Friday off. But by, by having that day off, what I find is that I'm actually much more mentally alert and I can actually work better on the Saturday so it's it's more about making sure that I'm more mentally alert. But however, on Sunday, because I take a complete mental rest and, and I just do nothing related to work or anything like that, I always find that Mondays, when Mondays come around, I find that I'm sluggish and it takes me a little while to get started. Even though I really love Mondays, um, you may not, I don't know, but I really love Mondays because I find that it's you know the beginning of a new week it's a new beginning and it's it's a way in which you can achieve some new goals for the week so um this is what I do when on Mondays to get the momentum back again because if you're really struggling uh getting started for the week it's really this is a really good strategy that works really well for me and I'm going to share what I do and then it might help you get started for your week and, and how you would approach your week um, in, a, in a better frame of mind because the thing is it's not how you start, it's actually how you finish is the key. And a lot of people in a, you know, and this is the same as, as how I'd approach a round of golf or, you know, if I was to get back into tennis, for example, and, and play a match or whatever again, but um 
or, you know, even when I go to the gym, this, this is how I start because we're always a little bit slow when we get started and uh, we expect that we should be able to go in firing. And I find that, like I said, Mondays I find that I'm a little bit more sluggish. So therefore I, I make sure that I set up my Monday morning in a way in which that starts the momentum build and it's easing me into the day versus me trying to hit myself between the highs and go, right, here we go, come on, let's go. Um, I find that once I set myself up in this form, much more productive, uh, achieve my goals for the week, achieve my goals for the day. And again, like it's, remember, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And I'll refer back to, and I'll share with you what I mean from a sports point of view, but I'll just share what I do with on a Monday and then, um, to get me going, this may help you to get you going. And then, um, I'd like you to take action on it and share with me what you like best about what you heard. So Monday mornings, this is what I do. I meditate and I just do a six-minute meditation. I do a morning miracles routine. So if you haven't heard about the morning miracles routine, it's a series of questions. So to hear that, you just go to the Tiffany Micah podcast um, and I share with you the exact questions that I ask myself uh, in the morning to make sure that I'm on point and I'm structured and I'm setting up myself for a successful day. So there's a series of questions. So I'd recommend that you go and listen to that and write out those questions and get going on it. There's a money playbook routine. So it's all about making sure that I'm on track and I'm focused on the type of money that I want to earn and just tracking where my money's going, what I'm doing with that. Uh, a weekly evaluation. So I actually evaluate my previous week to see where I've gone. So I've actually set up a system of, of habits and so on that I need to make sure that I've achieved. And I actually score myself out of a, like out of a hundred percent. So, um, working on improving that by the way, but, and then there's a series of questions that I ask, and then I plan out my week, which is, I call a weekly target practice. And I actually plan out the week. Now by planning out my week that in, enables me to work out what needs to be done so that I've got a plan in place and I can stick to my schedule and then guess what happens then I can get into taking action so what I actually do this is this is how you could look at it right so I look at it this way I ease myself in so one I mentally prepare for my day two I prepare for my week and then I prepare my day three I write out my plan for the day and then I take action on what needs to be done. So what actually happens then is that I create momentum, I achieve my goals for the day, I can mark it off as I go, but I actually end up finishing the day strong because I've one, I've achieved my goals for the day, but two, I've actually planned it out, I've eased myself in, right? And this is what I always suggest to people when they play golf is ease yourself into the round versus going out there, trying to create something that no, because there's no rhythm, there's no momentum, there's nothing that has actually been established and you're going off on the first tee, trying to hit the ball as hard as you can, no momentum's been created whatsoever, no rhythm, you've started the shot poorly and then this continues down the, the first hole and then you, you know, you give yourself a really hard time or you question why you actually showed up, it's the first hole, right? So if we look at it from a sports point of view, what do you do? One, you've got to mentally prepare yourself. Two, you've got to plan out how you're actually going to play, whether it, whatever sport it is that you're playing, right? So I'll use golf as an example. So you plan out how you're going to play each hole. Three, then you're taking action, right? So you get started and you take action. You stand on the tee and you tee off and off you go and you start working on creating your plan. Sometimes your plan doesn't always come about, but you keep working on it. You keep focused, right? Then you create the rhythm, which is the momentum. And then you keep maintaining that until you've finished your round. So then you finish strong, right? It's very similar, isn't it? Right, so the thing is, is we want to make sure that what you're doing is you're, mental, you're mentally preparing yourself. Then you're preparing yourself in the sense of what you need to do and you plan it out then you take action on what needs to be done and then the momentum starts to be created and the rhythm starts to be created. Very simple, isn't it? Okay, so that's what I wanted to share with you about how to start your Monday because what it does, it sets you up for the 
for not only the day, it actually sets you up for the week. So I want you to make sure that you're putting those in place, right? So again, I'll just quickly refer back to what I do. So how to ease yourself in to start your week, mentally prepare for the day, meditation, right? Morning miracles. If you haven't heard the morning miracles, go to the Tiffany Micah podcast on iTunes and have a listen to that. I'll talk about morning miracles, how to start off your day with success, money playbook routine. I evaluate my previous week. I will be doing a week um, showing you how to do uh, evaluate your week and how to score yourself and how to look for things to improve and, and so on. Then plan out the week. All right, so to plan out the week and then plan out the day. So then you plan out for today, Monday. Then you write out that plan for what you need to achieve for the day. Then four, you take action on what needs to be done. And then what that does is that then creates the momentum and then off you go. What I want to talk to you about today is making the most of your time. And here's a couple of questions I've got for you. Do you find that you run out of time and do you find that you struggle to get things done in the day or are you just finding that you just don't have the time to or you just can't find the time to get things done and we you know we always have time that we can you know that we have we well that we can do something right so we 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 always have the time to do something. It just depends on how productive, how scheduled we are with our time and so on. And the thing is, is that some people place no value on their time and other people do. Which one are you? Do you value your time or are you one that squanders your time and just wastes a lot of time and you think about things that you want to get done but you just get so overwhelmed and you find that you can't get things done? Do you really value your time or are you quite happy to waste time? And when we're younger, and you'll probably get this, when we're younger, when we're kids and teenagers, even in our 20s and 30s, we think that we've really got all the time in the world. And then guess what? Then we head into our 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and then we realise we don't have as much time because we're getting older. And the thing is, is that time is our most valuable quantity that we can have. And, you know, time does fly by really quick, doesn't it? It seems to be flying by a lot quicker than I've ever noticed. I'm not sure about you, but I notice that time is flying by even quicker. And I find that it's moving much quicker now you know, being 48 than when it was when I was a kid. So the thing and the question that I have for you is, so how can we utilize the time that we have and make the most of the time that we have? So if we look at it, we'll break it down into a day. So we've got 24 hours in the day and that actually, I'll work it out in minutes for you, but that's actually 1,440 minutes. And let's assume that you sleep and you sleep for, well, you do sleep, but you sleep for about eight hours, which is 480 minutes. And that gives us actually 16 hours left, which is 960 minutes of time. That's a lot, isn't it? So what would you do with 960 minutes in your day? Well, assuming that you're working or you're going to school or you're studying or whatever, let's say that that's roughly around the four or the eight hours, which is 480 minutes. So then you're left with 480 minutes to do whatever you want. So that 480 minutes is another eight hours, isn't it? That's quite a bit of time that you have left over. And there's so much more that we can do in that 480 minutes. So even if, let's say, even if you worked out and you trained at the gym and you did exercise and so on, and we'll estimate say 90 minutes you still have 390 minutes left which is equivalent to around about six and a half hours so there's six and a half hours that you have spare in your day and I'm really curious in how you spend that time that six and a half hours so what I've got is I've got a challenge for you and I want you to get back to me so just going on 
this theory of of the 1,440 minutes, because that's a guarantee, that's what we have in our day, what I want you to do is work out how much spare time you have. So I want you to work out how much time you spend sleeping, how much time you're working or studying or whatever it is that you're doing, time in which you you know, do other activities and so on, and then work out actually how much time that you actually have left over. And then what I want you to do is I want you to share with me how much spare time that you actually have left over and then how, you, how you're going to make it productive for you. So I want to know what you are going to do with that spare time and I want to know are you going to work on improving yourself and in what way are you going to work on improving yourself? Because I want to hear from you, okay? So the challenge again is I want you to work out how much spare time you have just on what I was just sharing just before. And then I want you to share with me what you are going to do in that spare time and how it is going to be productive for you, okay? So we're not talking about wasting time. I want you to tell me how productive you can be because if you can be productive in that time that you have, you're going to get so much more done, you're going to achieve more. And we need to make sure that you're on track to achieving your goals, okay? Because it's all about reaching your potential, isn't it? All right, so I want you to share with me what you are going to be doing in that productive time that you have left over. Now, what I'm going to talk to you about today is mastering the basics. Get those right first. And if you really think about it, Everything that we do is all about getting the basics set up and having them in place. And we can look at like professional athletes. Why are they so good at what they do? Like the top ones, why are they just so good at their craft? And the simple reason is because they're willing to put the time in, in mastering the basics, right? They're willing to put the time in, in getting the basics right first, And they know that if they master the basics, then they can get progress and add more advanced techniques and training into their their regime. But they know until they really master the basics, they can't progress, right? So if we look at Serena Williams, I'm a massive fan of Serena Williams. Now she's, you know, one of the best athletes of our time and you know obviously she's the best tennis player of our time as well absolutely just has risen you know the the, the tennis level to a whole new level I remember when I was growing up Martina Navratilova had changed the game of tennis and, and had done so much for tennis and then along comes Serena and just takes it to a whole new level just absolutely fantastic but If you've read her book, and I read her book a a few years ago now, she talks about how her father focused on her and a Venus, especially getting the basics right. And that's what they kept working on. They kept drilling away and getting the basics right, right? They were working on mastering the basics, not just getting them right, but mastering the basics in the techniques. So if you look at any top professional sports person in their field, this is what they're willing to do. So one, they're willing to learn the basics. Two, they're willing to refine the basics. Three, they're willing to not only grind it out, but they're willing to keep perfecting the basics. And my question to you today is, are you willing to master the basics? Are you willing to get the basics right first? And I pride myself on keeping everything very simple and in any sport that I've ever taught and played I have made sure that I have really focused on mastering the basics now yet when I teach golf I see many golfers many golfers they're just not willing to master the basics just not willing to do that and they're not they're they're not wanting to put the time or effort in yet you know, the first question that they ask me, even the first comment that they make to me on us, then they come and have a lesson, Tiff, I want to get consistent. They want consistency, right? But are they willing to do the work? So my answer always is, okay, yep, we, I can help you get consistent, 
But the thing is, is we need to make sure that you master the basics. You have got to get those basics right. Then we can progress. So we can refer this to to life as well because sport is a fantastic analogy for absolutely everything that we do. I've lived my life in sport. So everything that I do, I can refer back to and we can compare it to life and business and career. And it's like I said, it's a fantastic analogy. So my question is going to be to you uh, is, are you willing to master the basics in your life? And what do I mean by the basics in your life? Well, here's one basic. Are you willing to look after your health? Right? Are you really look, willing to look after your health? Because there is so much information about how to look after yourself online. All you have to do is Google it, right? How to lose weight, how to do this, right? What foods you should be eating. Yet, I live here in Australia and I believe most first world comfy countries, we have an ap- epidemic of overweight and obesity in adults. Like it's something like 60 to 70%. That's crazy. And even in the kids, it's 25%. That is absolutely crazy. It's a struggle. Why why is this such a struggle? And this is what I really believe is that it's a mindset around eating. And we can go deeper into that in a future episode. But my question to you is, number one, is are you willing to look after your health, right? We're talking about mastering the basics, looking after your health, being careful, being more sensible about what you eat. Number two, are you willing to look after your fitness? The same reason, right? We live in, you know, if you're fortunate enough to live in Australia or the UK or United States, Canada, first world countries, we have so much access to everything, don't we? Absolutely. Yet we have this epidemic, We have this epidemic of people being overweight and obese. To me, it's it's people are not willing to look after the basics, right? They're not willing to master their health. They're not willing to master their fitness. Because aren't we working on longevity and looking after ourselves so we can live for as long as we possibly can? So my question to you is, are you willing to look after your fitness? And number three, we've got three questions to ask you. So the first one was, are you willing to look after your health? Right, we were talking about mastering the basics. Are you willing to look after your fitness? Number three is, are you willing to look or to work on your mindset? And what I mean by working on your mindset, I mean by improving you. And that's in the sense of being better than you are. So that's like talking about learning and growing. Are you willing to continue to work on you? Because if you're not willing to work on you, guess what happens? You start to go backwards. You start to get negative. You start to just go through the motions and you start having these limiting beliefs about everything. We've got to keep working on improving ourselves, okay? There's three basics here. Are you willing to look after your health? Are you willing to look after your fitness? Are you willing to to work on your mindset? Right, mastering those basics. Are you willing to do those? Get those right first. You want to master these basics because this will be the first step in you getting what you want in your life and everything that you want to pursue, everything and anything. So I want you to get back to me and answer these questions. One, are you willing to look after your health? Master the basics in your health. I want a yes from you. If I get a no, I want you to tell me why. Number two, are you willing to look after your fitness? Again, I want a yes from you. If you're going to tell me no, I want you to tell me why. No excuses. And are you willing, number three, are you willing to work on your mindset? And it should be a yes, Tiff, I'm willing to work. Yes, Tiff, I'm willing to work on all of these three areas because I know too, I know that I'm going to be better. I know that if I master these basics and get these right, my life is going to be so much better. 
I'm going to be able to achieve what I want to because I'm looking after the basics. The reason that people struggle and the reason that people don't achieve what they really want in their life is they're not willing to do this stuff. They're not willing to do the basic necessities for survival. Right? If you're looking after these three areas, you're going to have so much more energy. You're going to feel alive. It doesn't matter how old you are. I'm 48 now. I feel like I've only just turned 20. I am buzzing with energy, buzzing with excitement. And you know why? Because I'm willing to do the work on these basics. I'm willing to look after my health. I'm willing to look after my fitness. I'm willing to work on my mindset. And I want that for you too. You know, I have a shoulder injury right now, <laughs> funny shoulder injury. It came about because I went ice skating with my niece quite some time ago and I've had a problem with my shoulder ever since because I fell over. And I discovered, even though I'd been complaining about it to um, uh, the guy that I was going to about it, the socket was out of, the shoulder was a bit out of its socket, so they had to put it back into the socket. But you know what I've got to work on now? Getting the basics right. Not only just getting the basics right in re, you know, rehabilitating the shoulder so that the shoulder can get stronger, I've got to work on my posture because if I work on my posture, right, we're talking about basics, aren't we? If I work on my posture, that's going to help my skeletal system get into a better position. It's going to help my muscles get in a better position. What's that going to do? That's going to also help improve the shoulder rehabilitation because my body is going to be much more aligned and in a better position, right? Getting the basics right, okay? Mastering the basics. So before I go, I'm going to ask you these questions again. Are you willing to look after your health? Are you willing to master your health? Number two, are you willing to look after your fitness? Are you willing to master your fitness? Number three, are you willing to work on your mindset? Are you willing to master your mindset? I've got a question that I want to ask you. Do you criticize yourself? And if you're saying, yes, Tiff, I do criticize myself, why? Why do you criticize yourself? Why do you feel that you're not good enough? What is the reason that you feel that you're not good enough because I will tell you now that is just a belief that you've developed over the years of constantly criticizing and saying to yourself well I'm not good enough I can't do that that is so wrong that is so wrong now the reason that I'm asking you this is because I see this all the time when I'm teaching golf when I'm out on the golf course watching ladies playing golf people playing golf Actually, it doesn't matter whether it's ladies or men watching them play golf. I see this constantly. I constantly see people put themselves down. I don't only see that out on the golf course. I see it everywhere. People are constantly putting themselves down. And, you know, when I see a golfer doing that and carrying on and, you know, throwing, rolling their eyeballs in the back of their head and throwing their club, you know, the bottom of the club on the ground out of frustration and, uh, you know, throwing their head back and turning around quickly and storming off, you know, to put the club in the bag and so on. You know what I always think? I think, oh, gee, you've got no hope. And I don't think that to be rude, not at all. But I, I think that because, and I say that because these people want a different result, yet they keep saying negative things to themselves all the time. And I'm like, hello, this is, this is, you know, why are you doing things? Because you go, oh, well, I won't hit this well. Oh, I'll make a mistake. Oh, gee, I hope this works. Oh, gosh, I hope it, you know, I'll pray that it works. Oh, yeah, see, I told you it couldn't work. I told you I'd stuff it up. I told you you're useless. I told you, you know, there's this constant negative talk, right? Even critical, incredibly critical of yourself and, you know, I understand that because when I was growing up, I was like that. I was probably like that till I was probably the age of uh, 34, 34, 35, really. But, you know, when I, I know when I was wanting to be the number one tennis player in the world and, you know, as a junior and I was growing up and, you know, I lived and breathed tennis and that is all I wanted to do. That's 
all I wanted to do was just to be a tennis player and to be the best. But you know what held me back? I was very critical of myself. Right? I didn't think very high of myself. So, you know, I'd constantly put myself down. I'm really surprised looking back now that I actually won tournaments and stuff like that because the way in which I spoke to myself, disgraceful, absolutely disgraceful, the language and the way that I thought about myself. And no wonder, no wonder I didn't get to number one tennis player in the world. All right, hello, Tiff, we know why, right? So I see this constantly on the golf course. So it's really interesting too is when I see somebody actually perform a good shot, you know what? They don't say, hey, gee, that was really good, well done. It's like, oh, no, we'll see, look, it's ended up, you know, it's rolled into the bunker or, oh, no, you know, oh, yeah, that'd be right, it went into the trees. Yet they've executed the shot that the best that they possibly could in that time and they've hit it really, really well, felt great, looked great, looked easy, yet still can't acknowledge that that was good. Yet when a bad shot comes along, which is quite frequently because of the way in which people talk to themselves and criticise themselves, I always think, well, no wonder, because it's the way you're speaking to yourself. Of course you're going to play bad. Of course you're not going to figure stuff out because all you're looking at is the negativity side of things. You're looking at why isn't this working, right? You're not asking why is this not working. You just say, why is this not working? Because I'm hopeless, right? Because I'm useless. I should be able to do this. I should be able to do this. But if you're constantly saying to yourself, well, you're useless, you're hopeless, you're going to stuff it up anyway, what's the point? Why did I show up today? Why am I here? Oh, yeah, I always make mistakes. You know, I'm so good at everything else, but I'm so hopeless at this sport. I suck. All of that kind of stuff. Well, guess what? You're going to suck, right? Because of the way in which you treat yourself. I remember years ago I had this lady in this beginner ladies uh, golf program and she put herself down all the time. Like I'm telling you all the time. She was pretty good in the, when we ran the clinics and so on. She worked really, really hard. As soon as she'd get out on the golf course, constantly put herself down. And she'd be coming off the golf course virtually every round crying. And I kept saying to her throughout the rounds, you know, like over the years, because I'm talking about this went on for a few years. And, and I said, why I said, why are you speaking to yourself this way? Why do you put yourself down so much? I said, does, does anyone else speak to you this way? Like, does your husband speak to you this way? She's like, oh, no, he'd never speak to me like that. I said, well, have you got friends or family that speak to you this way? Oh, no, they'd never speak to me like that. I said, well, why are you speaking to yourself like that? I said, I don't understand. Why are you so poorly on yourself? Why do you think of yourself so poorly? I said, coming into the you know, doing a, a clinic and we work on things and you're great, you know, and, and your energy's great and you're very positive. And I said, you come out on here on the course and all you do is put yourself down. Why do you do that? She goes, I don't know. And I said, well, in order for you to really get what you want, we need to make some changes in your attitude about how you feel about yourself. And I used to talk to her about it all the time. So every every time she'd go out and play golf and I'd see her out on the course, I'd go and have a chat to her. Usually there'd be tears streaming down her face and I'd see her carry on and and uh, give herself a really hard time and be very, very critical of herself. And we'd have this conversation quite frequently. And then it was really interesting. It would have been about two years later. So this went on for about two years, Okay constantly saying the same things to herself, constantly criticising herself, constantly playing poorly, tears, all of that kind of stuff. And then one day, one day, I saw her play this particular hole and I saw her tee off, beautiful shot. I saw her play a second shot, beautiful shot. I saw her play a third shot, beautiful shot. I saw her hit a ball onto the green, beautiful shot. Putted in, finished. I went up to her and I said, what's going on? She said, I changed my attitude. She said, I decided it was time. I said, look what you've created. She said, I know I've played like that for the last three holes. Wow. How powerful is that? 
So in order of her and I discussing the, her behavior in the way in which she spoke to herself, and again, this was just patterns, right, habits. She was so used to putting herself down that she constantly continued to do that and it was that constant conversation that we had about, okay, look, you know, let's work on changing the way in which you speak, you speak to yourself. Let's say some other things to yourself. And it was a period of years, like two years, that she worked on herself and, wow, amazing, amazing shift, right? Shifting from being completely critical to, oh, yeah, you know what, I can do this. But it required work, didn't it? Required work on her, communication. So we communicated a lot about how we could work through this, constant reinforcement, right? So I know that, like, you know, if I look back at the tennis years when I played tennis versus when I took up golf, and I took up golf, a few, you know, um, in my 30s, but the thing was, was because I hadn't dealt with all my demons from tennis and also I had just started on beginning the journey of self-development when I took up golf because, you know, I wasn't happy in my life. I wasn't happy with where I was at. I was 33, 34 years of age. You know, I walked away from a successful business, you know, and I was in a relationship and I broke up with that relationship and I was just like, okay, what have I got to do now? I don't know. So I began reading books and and attending courses and so on to to start working on me because I thought, you know what, for things to change, I've got to change me. And it was interesting though, but in that time I took up golf and what I noticed was that my demons were coming back to haunt me, right? And my demons that I'm talking about is myself criticizing, right? I kept criticizing myself. And because I went, you know what, I can't keep, I can't keep talking to myself this way. I can't keep going on this way. I need to continue working on me so I can understand me better. And what I was really creating, I was was starting to create self-awareness. Now, a lot of the time, especially when we're in that mode of being very critical of ourselves, and I'm talking really critical, like everything that we do is just not good enough because that's what I used to have. I was just not good enough at anything. A lot of the time, we're just not self-aware, right? We just, because we're so stuck in our habits, we're stuck in those patterns of repetition of putting ourselves down, being incredibly critical and saying the same things over and over again. We still want, we want the different results, but they're not going to happen if we keep saying the same things over and over again, because they're not changing, are they? The results won't change. If we're saying the same things over and over again to ourselves that it's very negative and we're very critical of ourselves, how can we expect to change? How can we expect different results? We can't because because they're not changing, right? They're not changing in the sense of we're not changing the words in which we use to ourselves. We constantly criticise so why isn't it changing? Because we constantly criticize ourselves, right? It's, it's the way in which you speak to yourself. So this is what I want for you. So if you're one of those people that criticizes yourself all the time, I understand, I can relate, I've been there and I've done that. I've done that in sport. I've done that in every area of my life. I have done that. I'm just not good enough at things. But you know what? It's not true. That's what you call a limiting belief. You've limited yourself. And you don't have to limit yourself. So the first step that I want for you today, if this is you, we're going to begin the journey of stop that being so critical to ourselves. So if this is you, our first step today is we're going to begin to create awareness. And how are we going to create awareness? Well, this is what I'm going to share with you, what I would like you to do, because this is how we're going to create the awareness. We're going to be more aware of what we're going to be saying to ourselves. All we're doing is we're being aware. 
So when situations come up or even just thoughts come up, what I want you to be aware of what types of words are you using? So when we're self-critical, there's lots of words that are flying through our head, isn't there? In any activity that we're doing, it doesn't matter if it's sport, doesn't matter if it's business, doesn't matter if it's, you know, you're working for someone, doesn't matter if it's career, doesn't matter if um, you see people, you're jealous of them or whatever. What types of words are coming up for you? And then what I want you to do throughout the day is are you noticing that those words are constantly repeating? Are you saying the same things to yourself over and over? Because in The Law of Success by Napoleon Hill, he talks about the, the theory of auto-suggestion. Now, if you are constantly saying the same things to yourself all the time, you're going to believe it, right? So if you're constantly criticising yourself, you're going to believe it. What we want to know, what we want to identify is are you noticing those things? Are you noticing those words coming out of your mouth or those thoughts coming out of your head, right? We want to create the awareness Now, when you start noticing that there's a negative thought or there's a negative phrase that you say to yourself or a sentence or whatever, I want you to stop and we're going to keep it so, so simple. And all I want you to say is like, you know, I'm going to use my name, but I want you to use your name. I want you to say, oh, come on, Tiff, that's not true. I'm awesome, right? All we're going to do is we're just going to snap out of that pattern, right? Just like that. So as soon as you say, oh, yeah, I'm not good enough, of course I can't do that. Oh, come on, Tiff, we know that's not true. I'm awesome. Right, we're instantly going to change that way of thinking. You have to start telling yourself that you're awesome so that you can start believing it, the power of auto-suggestion. Right, if you say it often enough, you'll start to believe it. Right, this is just the first step. But we need to create self-awareness because most people are not aware because they criticise themselves so much that they're just in that trap and I want to start raising you out of that trap. So if you're like that out on the sports field, hello, you're going to be awesome today, all right? Even if things happen, bad shots happen, they're going to, oh, come on, Tiff, I'm awesome, Right? Well, come on, Mary, I'm awesome. Come on, Lorraine, I'm awesome. Come on, Janelle, I'm awesome. Come on, Kerry, I'm awesome. Come on, Brenda, I'm awesome. Whatever your name is, right? I'm awesome. That's not true. I'm so awesome. Changes the energy, doesn't it? Come on, Colleen, I'm awesome. Right? So all we're going to do today is we're going to create awareness in you. Come on, Penny, I'm awesome. Come on, Christina, I'm awesome. Come on, Carrie, I'm awesome. Right? All we want to do is start to create awareness in you today. We want to start the change from you being so critical of yourself to the development of you beginning that belief in you. You're starting to believe in you and you're starting to believe that you are awesome. So you've got some work to do today, haven't you? Your plan for today is to create self-awareness. Well, what did you think? Hmm. Well, you know what? The the stop criticizing yourself. What did you learn from that? That that one I would think would have the most impact because of what I have found is that most people are very critical of themselves. And uh, I like I said I was I was incredibly critical of myself um growing up and when I was playing tennis and pursuing a tennis career incredibly critical and um you know really pointed out to me years later why I didn't really achieve my goals down that path like I ideally wanted to and you know what happens to people out on the golf course but usually you're fine like if you're going to be like that with yourself in a sports arena you're going to be like that with everything and I know that only because you know and I believe that you know 100% because that's the way that I was you know playing sport growing up and especially early 20s and and 30s and so on say this the same thing you know spoke to myself the same way so uh I get it but we can't continue down that path because it doesn't serve you and it won't get you to where you want to go 
so it's time to start really understanding what's going on for you and how you can start working on improving yourself. So that's that's the you know the biggest one that I really want to get the point across for for out of all of them is you know stop being so critical and come on let's let's get to work and let's work on improving you okay so I hope you enjoyed all those episodes that you heard and uh, I'd love it if you could share with me what you like best about what you heard that'd be absolutely awesome what's resonated for you uh, let me know um, I've also started a reach your potential with Tiff facebook group so i'd love it if you could come over and join the group and share with me what's going on for you because i want to help you achieve your dreams in your life and i'd love it if you could share with friends that you know that would benefit from these episodes because we want to build the reach of potential with tiff uh community as big as we possibly can because that's what we want to do we want everyone to believe in themselves and uh for the rest of your life and forever and ever I want you to believe in you and dream big and go after your dreams have an absolutely awesome awesome weekend and uh keep working on improving you have an awesome time okay see you soon bye-bye are you so frustrated that you feel no matter how hard you work you don't feel like you're getting anywhere To the point you're constantly tired, you hit burnout regularly, even feel like you're just going backwards. This is why it's time. It's time to make the necessary changes and get a coach. A coach is someone who helps you establish the foundations you need to achieve the goals you so badly want. Without the right foundations, you will continue to get frustrated, hit burnout, and feel like you're going backwards no matter how hard you work. This is why you need to enroll in the First Bounce program. The First Bounce program is setting up systems and habits and having them in place. These are the foundations you'll need to achieve your goals. Without these, you'll keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. For more information about the First Bounce program, go to tiffany-mika.com, scroll to the bottom of the site, click on the First Bounce program, Fill out the application form to see if you qualify for the First Bounce program as I only work with those who will do the work required to get the results. If this is you, then I look forward to working with you. Dream big, believe in you and go after your dreams.